And this man, Elijah, it is very obvious he had a relationship with a woman which Gehazi did not have. So the staff would not work in the hands of Gehazi. Because Gehazi did not have that relationship with the woman. That is why if you want to be a blessing to somebody in ministry, you will have to have a relationship. And these days, phones make it easy for you to have a relationship with people, even if you don't visit them. Text messages. How many of you have received a text from me before? Yeah, you see the hands up. I haven't been to your house, but I can come there by WhatsApp. You be in your house and then I say, what's that? How did he got how did he get there? He got there by WhatsApp. It's very easy. Text message. Phone call. You are not in church for one reason or the other. Send us a message. Like today, the way I just quickly asked, where is that particular lady? And Pastor Mike gave me the answer. But I'm the lady's spiritual father. There was nothing wrong with she or the husband sending me a text. Even if it's a toothache, you want your pastor to know. Because God has given him oversight over your life. And no situations. Okay, let me not go there. 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 Because you see, our mouths are very dangerous. So sometimes when you want to say something and God stops, you just stop. I see the thing that claimed the Shunammite woman's son's life was a headache. He just said, my head, my head, my head. The prophet said, take this child. The, the woman said, is it the father? He said, take this child home. When they took him on no back, that is it. The days we live in are so dangerous that you don't have to say, this thing is nothing. I don't want to disturb the man of God with it. One family in this church I don't take for granted is Mr. Golo and his family. Flash and his house. Oh, there is no occasion they don't come as a group. You see Flash, you see the wife, you see the children. Daddy will come to greet you. Daddy will come to thank you. And, and people, it's not about money. You don't need money. You don't need an offering. You don't need consultation to go to your own father. Then some say, oh, we don't want to trouble him. Then why are you troubling your doctor? Why are you troubling your lawyer? Why are you troubling the MP? The reason God gave you a pastor is to trouble him. If you don't trouble him, then why are you sitting in the church, paying your tithe in the church, giving your offerings in the church? There is no time you should carry a headache. Go to church and take that headache home without making a pastor pray for you. After the service, no, you run to one of the pastors. Pastor Livingston, can you lay hands on me? Today I need a certain impartation. I need a certain divine intervention. And I pray in the name of Jesus that God will help you to derive maximum benefit from the church which you attend. And don't cast your bread upon the waters without finding it after many days. May you be a candidate of a continuous cycle of miracles and breakthroughs and the anointing of God constantly working in your life. And most of it comes by relationship. The, the, Elisha had a relationship with the woman. Because the woman said, I perceive. I can perceive that this is a holy man of God. And apart from the woman perceiving, the man of God too could recognize the woman. 
The Bible said he saw the woman from afar. But she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. She said, I'm going to the man of God. When she was in crisis, she said, I'm going to the man of God. When you are in crisis, where do you go? Somebody told me a story about somebody who had five cities. Pastor Mike, where you the one? Five cities. Somebody had a revelation. And in the revelation, the person said, she, he saw me in a dream. He never knows me anywhere. And that he sowed the seed of five cities or something. And after that, the five cities generated a miracle in his life. And since then, he started being blessed, being promoted. God was touching his life. Many things were happening to him just because he sowed the seed. Pastor Mike and I were, I was in the house when Pastor Mike too called me and said, a certain man, Pastor Mike, pick up your mic. I will need you in, 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 a, in a few seconds. Pastor Mike said, the man was saying, but please don't mention where he works because of the shakara that can take place these days. Don't, don't tell us where the man works. But the man came all the way from Accra. He went to do some work in the Sunyani area and he came all the way. Pastor Mike, give us the man's testimony. Thank you, Danny. He, he got here, before he came, he had given us a call that he, he had a vision and a dream. And then he saw that um, he met with daddy. He has never had the opportunity to meet him and to greet him or to shake his hand. But in this dream, he was, he was able to get to pastor. And then he told daddy that he was having some challenges at work and promotions and all of the family and so many issues in the dream. And in the dream, daddy prayed for him. And so since he woke up from the dream, he has been longing to see him physically for the prayer. Because after that dream, everything in his life started changing. The blessings started coming. The promotion came more than once. And then his family, everything began to go well. Open doors came into his life. So he decided that, no, I can't keep this testimony without looking for the man of God who prayed for me in the dream. Because I believe that it was really something that took place in the spiritual. And so he came all the way and sought to see daddy. And he did. Amen. Praise the Lord. So somebody is receiving impartation by dreams. You are sitting there physical. Without dreams, no vision, no impartation. May God help us. That means if that person is receiving that by dream, you are receiving more. The only thing is that you don't know what you are receiving. Something is happening around you and you are not aware. Elijah, the woman said, I will go to the man of God, to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said unto Gehazi's servant, Behold, yonder is the Shunammite. Now stay here because there is a principle of leadership over here I want you to look at. Elijah is the main man with the anointing. Gehazi is supposed to be the armor bearer, the servant, the watcher, the gatekeeper between Elijah 
and Gehazi, who should see this woman first? I'm asking a question. Try and answer. Who should see the woman first? Huh? Gehazi. If somebody is coming to my house, me and the security man, who should see him first? If I'm standing here now and somebody's coming to me, me and brother George Surunbe, who should see the person first? Is the one who says I'm the armor bearer or I'm the servant of the man or I'm the one helping him. But Gehazi did not recognize the woman from afar. He took his master to see her. And the man said, that is the Shunammite. When I see the way the person is sitting on the donkey, the agency with which the person is coming. Uh, I can smell this woman. She is the one. I pray. Listen. May we come to the place where the people that carry our staff for miracles, they can see and recognize more than us. May every pastor of this ministry see the people even more than the senior pastor. And, and, and the senior pastorate will see them. Because you see, you are closer to the people than us. The choir leader must know the people in the choir more than we know them. Can you imagine today when that lady couldn't be here to sing? Then the choir leader calls the rest of the choir and says, Look, sister so and so is not here today. Can we hold her up in prayer? Then they go, Then after the service, somebody sends the woman a message or the husband a message and says, Hey, we prayed for your wife today before we went up to sing. The woman is like, Wow, am I that important? Am I that important? Listen, that is what grows a church. That is what makes miracles become stronger. Where somebody's in the ushering and the person couldn't come to church and the ushering head calls the people and says, ten of them or five of them, shall we pray for brother so and so? I hear things are not very well with him. As soon as we close the service, somebody calls the brother and says, oh, brother, today ushers leader called us to pray for you. Then the person is like, what a church. But if the only thing you hear about yourself are rumors and gossip. But when you are going through something, nobody contacts you. When you are suffering from afar, nobody will see. Can you imagine? One day there's an usher who cannot pay school fees. And there may be Fosti. Who is the accountant of the school? Calls an usher, head of the ushers and says, hey, this your usher has defaulted in school fees for two terms. Then the head of the usher calls the ushering department and says, maybe just, just three ushers who he knows can help to pay something. Our sister or brother so and so has not paid school fees for two terms. And this one says here, this one says here, this one says here. Then the woman goes to drop the child in the school. And the accountant takes a receipt for two terms and puts in her hand. I have not paid my fees. She said, no, you haven't paid. But people from the ushering department came here and paid your school fees for your child. Listen, I'm talking about church, so you should be clapping well. Because this is what church is all about. Relationship. I was ministering in a church last Friday. Power of God fell on me. I looked at a young man. I said, young man, come here. What work do you do? He said, I help my brother to sell football, footballs. So that is all the work they do. They sell football. 
And I said, let me raise an offering for you. So I made them bring a basket. And people were just bringing offerings. Some were bringing 10, others were bringing 100, others were bringing 20, others were bringing 10, 5. We're just collecting the offerings for the person. And then an usher was holding the offering. Power of God fell on the usher. She went down, bam. By that time, basket was full. I took a carrier bag and I poured the offering in, tied it up, and I gave it to the young man. I said, God bless your life. God bless you. Then I told them, I said, raise up the girl for me. When they raised up the woman, I said, what is your name? She told me her name. I said, you know, what work do you do? She said, she works around the senior pastor or the apostle of the church. I said, these are the kind of people who walk around the woman of God and people just mock them. You are wasting your life. You could have done something better with your life and so on and so forth. I said, you know what? Mama, I told mommy, I said, Pearl, write out a check of 500 Ghana cities for me. I want to give it to this girl. Then I said, I need four other people to write out checks of 500 Ghana cities for me so that we will bless this woman. I wanted four. I ended up receiving more than 12 people bringing me checks of 500. And I put it in the hands of the apostle and I said, for your daughter, for your daughter, for your daughter. We gathered it from over 12 people. The lady went and lay by her mother, put her hand, her, her face on the mother's legs for almost throughout the service. Later on, I was told, she's a university graduate, but she spends most of her time around the pastors, around the apostle of the church. And people kept saying, you are a fool. You could have done something better with your life. Look at the way you are wasting your time around a woman of God's life. I Listen, but her special connection with the woman of God made us recognize her. And it is not just the offering of that day. I believe that God has located her for perpetual blessing throughout all her life. And I pray that God will help you to be located. May you have the favor to be located. May the pastors of the church see you. May the ushers of the church see you. May the choristers of the church see you. Listen, it is not a blessing to sit in a church and say, as for me, nobody knows me. I don't want my trouble. When I go to that church, as soon as I close, I sneak away. No! If your pastor cannot recognize you from afar, you are not living a quiet life. You are living an ineffective life. If you are in a church for one year, two years, by all means also find a way of going to the pastor to just say hello. How are you, sir? Today, me too, I have appeared. Me too, I have appeared. Go to Pastor John. Pastor John, I came to say hello. I'm a member of the church. You go to Pastor Mike. I'm a member of the church. I came to say hello. Then Pastor Mike says, what work do you do? Then you tell him. You are a young lady. You've come to the church to do your national service. Find your way to mommy. I came to do my national service. But mommy, I've come to greet you. Several years ago, Angela Dabuo came here to do service. She finished the service. She was about to leave. And she came to the office. I don't know whether mommy knew her before that time. I didn't know her. She came. She brought us. I don't know whether it was a picture or what was it. She brought us something. It was, it was like that. Huh? She brought. Where's Angela? 
She told her, she, but now she's taking care of something else. I wanted us to tell her what moved her. Pardon me. It was a frame. Pastor Mike knows it. So she came. I brought a gift, but I'm going. It was a frame. She left. We were there and she returned. Why have you come back? She said, oh, no, I feel I want to come and stay here. What work do you do? I have no work. Hey, hey. So me and my wife, we got back home. We said, hey, look at trouble. She has come back, but she's not working. So what do we do? We said, let's create a job for her. So we created one for her. That is how she stayed here. That is how she stayed. You too, you come to Bogatanga to do national service. As soon as you finish your service, you are gone. After 10 years, you meet me in Accra. Man of God, I came to say hello. Don't you remember me? Remember, oh, daddy, this one, you have to remember, oh, I was in the church doing my national service. For one year, oh, daddy, you can't recognize me. You never introduce yourself, even if I'm a magician. I cannot remember you. Listen, may you take relationships serious because relationships are the pipelines that carry your miracle. The mantle will not work if there is no relationship. It will work. Pastor Livingston, you see anointing oil? Anointing oil will not do anything without your heart. People normally say, hey, brother, so his meetings are very long. And that's because, you see, when I'm doing one meeting, eh, and I look at the faces of the people, I feel like somebody's miracle depends on that service. So I must push it. 30 minutes, one hour, two hours. I'm looking at somebody and I'm like, no, the person has not received a miracle yet. Let me keep pushing. And because of that heart, one pastor asked me a question. He said, so reverend, is that how you preach in every church? As if that is the end of the world for you? He said, you have worked too hard for me. Relationship. He said to Gehazi, yonder is the Shunammite. Listen. A strange pitoba. As soon as he appears, you see the way they oppress him. Hey. But let him dress like this, come out of the room, and they ask, Where are you going? And he says, Church. Insults will start. But you see, the information you and I have for everybody is that whether they like it or not, we will worship the God we want to worship. We don't choose their God for them and they cannot choose our God. We don't choose what they do with their spirit and their soul and they cannot determine what we do with ourselves. We have only determined we will not bow down to the graven images of Nebuchadnezzar. Come on, give a big clap offering to Jesus. Elisha saw the woman from afar. And so I believe that one of the things a pastor should do in a church, Issachar Force, everybody, is to locate the people so that you can see them from afar. So you are the head of Issachar Force. You are in the Issachar Force in the church. We close service. Some of the people, you've never seen them. You should be the first to go to them and say, hello, how are you? What is your name? 
I haven't seen you here before. Then he's like, I've been coming. Then talk to the person. Can I have your number? Can I take your number? Can I call you? Take my number. Anytime you need something, call me. In the world, they call it customer care. Customer service. Relationship with customers. You go to Barclays Bank and they've got relationship managers. Come to EAM and we have got some people called the partner ambassadors. And the partner ambassadors are supposed to watch out for members and tell them what is there, the anointings they can access, the grace that can come upon their life, relationship. Otherwise, mantles are not important. You know what? We can come to church and be putting handkerchiefs and aprons and oil on people with whom we have no relationship. And I'm telling you people, even when it comes to preaching, when you preach without relationship, Preach without relationship. You see that today I was preaching. How many names haven't I mentioned? I go in for senior. I pick up Pastor Mike. I pick up Angela. I pick up Mr. Golo. I pick up Jonas. So when I'm ministering like that, immediately everybody in the church knows I'm connected to the people there. There is something here. You know, when you sit here, you can immediately tell this man is connected to the people he's dealing with. Cannot preach here like a stranger. I tell Pastor Mike all the time, Pastor Mike, I converse with him a lot. I tell him there's no way you should stand behind a pulpit and people will not know immediately you have a relationship with Brother Israel. As soon as you stand there, you connect. Paul told the Corinthians something he said when you are gathered together at your place of worship with my spirit. So you know what people, even when I'm in America or in Accra, my spirit is in the house. Now you see, now, now, now you see, you see, I just came here and I told you my theme for next month is hallelujah. And I know the topics already. I'm sure mommy will be saying, when did this man receive all this? Because we haven't talked about it. I received them between the office and here. Now, so, by the time I give a topic to a pastor and I say preach it Tuesday, Wednesday, the pastor who picks up that stuff, my relationship with that person in the spirit must be intact. And the person's relationship with the church must be intact. So when you are preaching, something in the context of that message should tell where you are receiving your inspiration from and where the inspiration is going. That connection, that, that networking, when you go to Action Faith today, they are going to hold their convention. The speakers are four. Three of them from America. I'm the only Ghanaian on the bill. I'm the only Ghanaian for impact. I've been preaching for my spiritual father since 1989. This year, I'm the only Ghanaian preacher. Not because I am the best preacher. But when I stand on that pulpit, you don't need 20 minutes to know that this man is the son of Archbishop Duncan Williams. You will see, listen, even the way I would do my fingers, if you can watch my, if you can watch one of my hands well, you can see it. I'm not ashamed to carry his charisma. No, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to be like him. 
It's, it's, it's relationship. You, I must know where that comes. Listen, listen to me. Guinness, no matter where you drink Guinness, it tastes the same. Guinness will taste the same in Kumasi, in Accra. Bring it to Bogatanga, it will taste the same. Stop here, will taste the same. Even marijuana. When you smoke it, your mouth will go the same shape. I'm telling you, if you want to be effective behind this pulpit, when you stand behind the pulpit, people should smell Brother Eastwood immediately. This is Brother Eastwood. Brother Eastwood is not in the house, but we can smell him. I used to have a pastor in this church who said, no, 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 everybody is an individual. It's true. You are an individual, but there's no personalized anointing. The people who come here, come here because of a certain grace and a certain anointing. Am I talking to somebody at all? It keeps us one. And, and, and I want to be sitting somewhere and I'm watching the Facebook and I'm like, that is my son. That is my daughter. Flo. And the members are sitting there and they are like, no, we don't miss daddy at all. Because whether he's there or he's not there, it's the same thing we are receiving. Somebody clap your hand. But you see, Gehazi carries the staff and puts it on the boy. And the boy didn't get that because the boy could sense the staff but could not smell Elisha. Because this Gehazi, his master was interested in the spirit, in the double portion of the anointing. But Gehazi was after the silver and the gold. They are two different people. Oh, I feel the stuff on my face, but I can't smell the man. So when Elijah came, he put his own body on the boy. Why? He said, boy, you felt the stuff, but you couldn't smell me. But now I am here. Smell my body. Smell my breath. Smell my sound. Smell me. I pray that every pastor in this house, every Issachar Force member in this house, every head of department in this house, may you smell your senior pastor. Sound like your senior pastor. Shout like your senior pastor. Scream like your senior pastor. That is what the ministry is all about. May my choir leader sound like me. And everybody in the choir sound like your senior pastor. Come on, scream like your voice is yours.